everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. I'm, uh, as always, I'm your host, Luke Salk. Uh, joined today by, uh, that is not Akash, even though his name label on the screen, if you're watching, Akash, <laughs> down and out right now, his wisdom teeth uh, recovery surgery going on right now. So we brought on the one and only Zach Cohen on today's show. He is awesome. I, I guessed on his podcast a few weeks ago, and it was a great time. So uh, he, he slid in the DMs that I was seeing that I needed a guest, and he he suited up for us today. So I appreciate you having you on. Yeah, no problem. I felt like I could return the favor a little bit, too. You came on mine. I could help you out with yours. So I'm excited to be here. And I know, I know I'm not a kosh, but hopefully I could be just as good as him. That is a kosh commenting. That's not a kosh in case you already didn't know. So a kosh <laughs> is going to be a chat. Akash is going to be a chat warrior today. He's not here, but he's here in spirit. So, uh, and by in spirit, I mean in the comments. So he'll be harassing us in the comments all day long, probably with his nerdy little stats. So, uh, that's what, that's what we love him. We love Akash for that reason. So, uh, today's show, we're doing a uh, biggest fantasy wild cards for the off season today, folks. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, we both have three players we think could have a lot of off season variance and, uh, thus so, uh, either rising or, uh, falling their dynasty stock in big ways uh, for my guys, like huge impact. So uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. I guess Zach, you want to start off with your first one. Uh, who is the first wild card? Some guy you think that could go up to the moon or have a bit of a hit to his stock this off season? I went with Justin Fields and I really wanted to do a rookie quarterback because I think we're really about to see one. We're going to see some guys come into the league who it's really going to depend a lot on their situations. So, like, you can Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter. None of them are, like, I wouldn't say as good as, like, Wilson was last year, let alone Trevor Lawrence was. But in the right oh, situation. This class yeah, right. top to bottom is a lot weaker. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to put into – a lot of people are really going to look at them and say, like, this isn't a good class. But in the right situation, they will be. So, with that influx coming in, potential boomer bust candidates there – You also have the class that Fields is in with Zach Wilson, with Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is getting a new head coach. Trey Lance should probably be getting the starting job. He may, he may not. I would assume he is. You'd expect San Fran to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Mac Jones is the guy. And then, no, I'm forgetting another one. Oh, well, Fields. Fields should be getting a new head coach. (laughs) The guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. His name's right on the screen. I almost forgot him. And, And to me, it's less about what fields can do and more just about again the other quarterbacks around him because you look at the top 10 quarterbacks this year you can't really where is there a, a chance to really fit fields in there for dynasty i i could obviously see his stock being higher but i think there's going to come at some when people are going to look at his stats and say okay there's a lot to like he had some really good games he had some not so good games one side of the arguments can say it's all Matt Nagy, new head coach coming in, which should happen. People will say, okay, maybe he can start to ball out again. But there's still like that level of uncertainty with him. So I feel like he's one of those guys where there's still like there's still like some questions about him as a passer. People are looking at the rushing upside. That's great. I know watching him play this season, it still left a lot on the table for me as a, just a pure passer. A lot to love, a lot to hate, which is fine as a rookie quarterback. But I can see it, it being very 
like the recency bias based on what happens this offseason coming into effect, whether what they do. Coach says what they do at quarterback, what they do to help fields around on the field. So I'm not like sold on fields as being like a super high cemented like drafted player in all formats. I think that he could bounce around a little bit. And I know that might sound like a hot take, but it just kind of has to do with the situation that he could be in, which we don't know of right now. Yeah, I, I think you make a lot of good points, especially with the coaching variance there. Uh, I think the the new head coach they hire is definitely going to make a big impact. I do think, honestly, regardless of who they hire, unless it's a god-awful hire, I think it's going to give them a bump regardless because everyone just hates Matt Nagy so much. Mm-hmm. I also think that in the draft, they can help out Justin Fields in a lot of ways. Maybe get him another weapon. Al Robinson had a terrible season for the Bears. I'm not too sure what his contract situation is like, but uh, Akash is funny. Akash is in the comments, in case I already didn't mention that, folks. But uh, he said, can I nominate Michael Carter? Uh, we'll talk about him later, Akash. Uh, good, good pick on your end over there, buddy. But uh, we'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. But Fields is an interesting one. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, passing did leave a bit to be desired. But I think as a rookie quarterback, he showed a decent amount of flashes. I think he had a solid rookie year as far as quarterbacks goes. I mean, the Bears, like we mentioned, the supporting cast on that offense is not great. Um, it's, it's a very okay offense, and the play calling was god-awful. Uh, they, I would say that myself, honestly, and I think Fields is, um, I think he's pretty stable, uh, to be honest. I don't really see a way for his stock to go down necessarily, uh, unless they bring in another quarterback to compete with him, but I don't think they would do that because, I mean, he's he's guy. I mean, I mean, I think Should I mean, be. It's, it's, he's the guy. I, I feel like it's a pretty safe lock that Justin Fields will be starting next season. Uh, if he's not, there's some pretty uh, major alarms going off to me there. Um, I think he's going to be great. I, I like Justin Fields. I think he has really great potential, and I think he has a pretty high floor as well. I don't think he's going to be like yeah. uh, Dwayne Haskins or anything like that. I think he's not a bust at all. Um, I, I'm a fan of Justin Fields. It, it's so interesting because, you know, you look at all the rookie quarterbacks this season, and the one guy who's really been able to show, like, he has a stronghold on the job being in the NFL is Mac Jones. I wouldn't say he's spectacular in anything, but he's been fine. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson have been the main guys to start the season. Wilson missed a few uh, weeks, too, with an injury. Lawrence, obviously, different situation. Supremely talented. I can't remember a time. I know we're talking about Justin Fields, but, like, with Trevor Lawrence. And maybe I should have done Trevor Lawrence for this, honestly, because there's going to be a lot more – Help coming for him. When was the last time a quarterback was just thrown out into the wind as much as Lawrence was? Like he got, he was in such a poor situation from top to bottom. But that's just my Lawrence rant. But anyway, back yeah, to what you were saying about. I totally agree with you on Trevor. I think Trevor could be a big one. Yeah. Well, honestly, maybe not for this. I think you're completely correct about him being thrown out into the wind this year. But I do think that he. I think he, he can only stay where he's at right now, value-wise, or go up, honestly, uh, during the offseason because mm-hmm. everyone knows how piss poor his situation was. Um, I don't. How can it get worse? I mean, you're going to have a new head coach. You're going to get some new weapons, hopefully. Travis Etienne's coming back, which will be a nice weapon for him in the receiving games for checkdowns. I think it's going to only get better for Lawrence, hopefully. Akash is in the comments here. Every first-round QB has a lock on their job going into next year. Oh, I yeah. agree with that 100%. Um, I mean, even Trey Lance is probably going to have a lock. Uh, did anyone – I actually did not get a chance to watch Trey Lance's performance last week. I was um in the middle of the ocean still. Uh, how did he look, gentlemen? Did he look good? He, he, he had like some flashes. He was pretty efficient. I think it was like 20 for 27, obviously, making an impact on the ground. Like, 
only like 31 rushing yards, I believe, but they ran him eight times. This is all off the top of my head, so I, yeah. my numbers could be wrong. It looked fine. Like, it wasn't great. Well, he had a, Actually, the thing that I specifically remember, he had a dart to George Kittle at one point during the game that I remember seeing, like, damn, that's a great throw. Um, from what I saw, I didn't see anything like I hated, you know. But, sure. again, still, like, it looked fine. It looked fine. I like it Lance. Good. I like Lance um, oh, because yeah. for fantasy, he's great. I mean, the rushing is obvious, obviously amazing. Kyle Shanahan's a great head coach. We all know that now. Uh, he is <laughs> – Akash had my spreadsheet said he was fine. Akash only cares about his spreadsheets. So that's a good sign. Uh, I, I like Lance a lot. I think he can run. He has a huge arm. I, th- I actually think he feels a lot like Josh Allen to me, uh, honestly, as like a as a player. Huge arm, rushing ability, smart guy. Um, he feels pretty similar to me, honestly. Uh, I, mm. I really like Trey Lance. He's a really smart kid. Kyle Shanahan's a good coach. I think this is a good situation for him. He'll figure it out. You got Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. Uh, plenty of running backs. I think it's going to be a great time for that offense. Let's move into my first guy here. Uh, you know him. You love him. Hopefully, you should love him. Uh, that's going to be my boy, my baby, baby boy, Amara St. Brown. Uh, I love him so much. We talked about him on the show a few weeks ago. Um, the, the title of that show is Is Amara St. Brown for Real? Uh, <laughs> that, that turned out to be true. Uh, and that's what I was saying at the time. Akash said, nah. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he just straight up said nah. Um, so yeah, I, I've been on the Monroe Brown train since the springtime. I've been a huge fan of his. He won me a fantasy championship. Uh, awesome, awesome end of the season for him. I saw a tweet earlier. Let me pull it up real quick. That he was in elite company with his fantasy finish to the end of the season. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a very cherry pick stat, but let me let me pull it up here real quick. Scrolling back down through the old timeline, where <laughs> was it? Oh, here it is. Most total fantasy points scored by a rookie wide receiver in weeks 13 through 17 all time. Amonra St. Brown joins the top five of Odell Beckham Jr., Randy Moss, Amonra St. Brown, Jamar Chase, and Julio Jones. So there you have it. Good company. That's pretty good company. Pretty Mm -hmm. good company. Just saying. Amonra was one of my top waiver targets. Like, I think – game two into his breakout just because obviously there was so much potential for targets and this was before deandre swift even left with an injury too and missed a few weeks and then he just kept balling and it came it kind of came to the point where like i couldn't not only could i not put him in my waiver column anymore but i couldn't put him as my start of the week anymore because he was just he was too good he's been a top five fantasy receiver over the last few weeks and it's well, I'm curious to see what you have to say about his variance because I, I have an interesting thought about this. But Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the variance on Amon Ra is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone kind of knows this. I'm his biggest fan, um, but I am honestly advising people uh, who are not me. I will be holding him in every league I have because he's my favorite. But I'm, I'm advising others to sell him right now uh, at peak value, in my opinion, because I think they're going to add players in the draft to compete with him. Uh, at, at wide out, they have a glaring need there besides the Monterey. Uh Depending on how high they am, they are as an organization on him. Um, I don't believe they walk away from the draft without drafting a top-tier wide receiver. That'd be uh, day one or day two, in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to have some serious competition. So that combined with TJ Hawkinson being out is a bit of a red flag for me for Monterey, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there easily could be a world where Monterey falls off the face of the earth next year or – uh, I mean, you don't go on that hot streak 
uh, just being an amazing wide receiver without, you know, actually having some legit talent, maybe not superstar talent, but legit talent, starting wide receiver NFL talent. So, I mean, he'll always be around, but may he ever go on a stretch like that again? Probably not. Um, and that's okay. You know, I don't, I don't expect him to light the world on fire. I expect him to be a maybe low end wide receiver two next year. Um, and you can sell him for a first round pick right now in dynasty. I've seen it happen. Uh, go out, send out some trades for Monroe guys. Uh, it, it's worth it. I promise mm-hmm. he, he might be getting Jameson Crowder to cost. You're right. Totally could be. But the thing with the monitor that I like though, on the good side here, um, he produced with the bad quarterback play, Tim Boyle, even uh, <laughs> and Jared Goff. He, I, a lot of players get the opportunity, right? This is the argument for Amon Ra for me. A lot of players get this opportunity. They get the targets. They get the chance to step up on the absence and shine. And it doesn't come together. Amon Ra put it all together, not just one week, not just two weeks. He was on fire for several weeks in a row. And what it mattered most for fantasy football, which is huge uh, for us. So mm-hmm. that being said, I really like Amon Ra, honestly. Um, I have him ranked, I think, at the wide receiver 31 in my dynasty rankings, which sounds low, but for, for dynasty, that's not bad. It really isn't for dynasty. Uh, I could pull mm-hmm. him up if you want to, but uh, Amon Ra is, I think he's a good player. I really do. I've been on him since March, like I mentioned. I, I comped him to Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, he's tall. He has that, that size that you're looking that. for. He's a good route runner. He's physical. Um, he's more of a volume guy than the downfield explosive plays. Amon Ra is a good wide receiver. I, I honestly think he's a great talent, and he slipped in the draft for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind it. I'll call a cost real quick in the chat. If Amon Ra was dirt cheap, maybe I'd like him like I liked Jacoby Myers last year. Sadly, he isn't that cheap. Oh. I mean, and for good reason. I mean, Jacoby Myers didn't light the earth on fire like Amon Ra did. But, uh, Zach, what do, you th- what do you think about Amon Ra? I mean, I'm not going to add on to any argument against him. Like, everything you said about the injuries and, like, yeah. For sure. He's getting a massive opportunity. He probably won't get again. But I love the Juju Smith comp because they're both receivers who see a lot of their time in the slot. And I think that's where – here's exactly what's going to happen this offseason. You're right. The Lions are going to add a receiver. They're going to get Hawkinson back, Swift back. The whole offense is going to be healthy. People are going to look at this offense and say, well, Amon Ra is not going to be getting as many targets right now, so his stock's going to dip a bit. Probably to, like you said, like wide receiver 30-ish or something around that. What works in his favor, aside from being able to be used as a running back, is he saw 64.2% of his snaps in the slot this year. That is the fifth highest rate among all eligible wide receivers. So That's even if they that. go out and add receivers this offseason, they can still have St. Brown in the slot. And Luke, me and you both know how golden the slot is for fantasy relevancy. So I think St. Brown, again, probably not going to light the world on fire, like you said, next season. But he should still be fantasy relevant. And when the Lions do add talent around him, I would be very interested in buying St. Brown stock. Wow. All right. Yeah, I I don't I don't hate it at all. Like, I mean, like I mentioned, there's a strong case for why he's good. I mean, like, I, I mean, you can sell him for a first round pick. That means there is a buyer's market out there right now for him as well. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. He has good talent. I mean, I comped him to Juju Smith Schuster because I think he's that slot, uh, it's that slot high volume reception mm-hmm. target guy. Juju, I think he could very easily have a Juju Smith Schuster, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boydish kind of career. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, mm-hmm. And Amon Ra is a good wide receiver, just like those guys. Uh, and if he's in the right situation, he could be great for fantasy. You know, he has value for sure. Good value. Exactly. All right. Why don't you hit into your next guy here? Go ahead. 
Yeah, well, Akash said he wanted to nominate Michael Carter, and I guess great minds think alike, as he was a guy I wanted to talk about. We've seen a lot of really good potential from Carter this season. The Jets haven't really been too devoted to the run game, even though Carter has seen like 13 to 16 carries quite a few times a season, but he's also been involved in the passing game too. So we're going to obviously, again, so much has to change between all these players. Like, there's a real chance the Jets go out, add another running back, move the draft, or probably more likely they add a veteran running back to that backfield. So we will see Carter's ADP dip or rise quite a bit this offseason, I would imagine. The thing working in his favor, I can't expect much change to really occur in the coaching staff. So we should continue to see Carter not only be the primary back, but also get a decent amount of targets. I'm not really buying into Ty Johnson as a consistent option every single oh, week. No. <laughs> Ty Johnson can get out of here. Ugh, disgusting. And who knows? Maybe they'll be a better team and they'll start to run the ball a bit more, which isn't so great for his PPR value, but for his consistency to be a, a set base, like RB2 every single week, getting more carries is great. And people will definitely take that into consideration. Where his stock will dip or will where we will see the variance. Like I said, they're probably going to add a running back, but also people just kind of realizing like it's the jets. Like, is he that good? Is this team that good? Which is a bit and always kind of an unfair statement because we always see good fantasy players come out of bad situations, especially assuming that a team will be bad. That is probably the biggest downfall I see every year when projecting future success is tying a player's, projections to how the team performs that's because, a great that's a great point it really yeah. is because normally like you look at a top like fantasy performers they're normally on good to great teams so naturally people assume that all of the good ones whether like you know like the rb5 to like rb12 they all got to be on great teams that's not the case you just got to get the ball got to get the ball and play well so i think some people might overrate the jets or they might overrate the association between the general image of the team and Carter's projection, if that makes sense. So he should probably dip, especially when they go out and add a veteran like expect. They get healthier again, especially at this point in the season. All teams are ravaged by injuries too. So you'll see Carter's variance dip a little bit. Akash said about bad teams being undervalued. POV, you capitalized on the Bengals dynasty stock. Nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Swift. You said Swift too. I think Swift, people – It'll happen again. Swift will his stock will rise a bit more when people realize he was actually really good and really effective in fantasy. But right now, Swift's stock is too low for what it should be just because he hasn't been on the field. Like that's just how it goes. Just how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's head into my second guy here. This is one I've been a kind of a hater of, but very large variance. Elijah Mitchell running back for the 49ers. I'll mm-hmm. give you my points here. Uh, Mitchell's been great this season, high volume, efficient back, young, everything you want, check all the boxes, downsides for me, Kyle Shanahan uses a crap ton of running backs, and it's terrifying, and every year there's a new starter, second thing, he's been injury prone this year, third thing, uh, Jeff Wilson was not bad at all in his absence, I mean, he wasn't as good as Elijah Mitchell, but he wasn't bad, um, just a little scary, uh, Elijah Mitchell, a lot of variance there, basically what I'm saying is, if they don't bring any more backs to compete, Eli Mitchell could have the keys next year and be a great ad in Dynasty. Cons could be a committee again because Kyle Shanahan, like I mentioned, loves running backs more than himself. 
and we'll add at least like three to the roster every year, pretty much. Uh, Trey Sermon still exists if people care about that at all anymore. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but Elijah Mitchell is, uh, is, is very interesting to me. I, I really don't know where he'll end up for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You basically gave the same spew on my show a couple weeks ago. And then yeah. last week we were talking about Elijah Mitchell and I'm like, man, Luke really like sold me on the anti Elijah Mitchell trail. Fine player, good situation. If he's starting, he's more of a player I'd touch in like DFS, maybe best ball. I wouldn't really want him like my normal like redraft. I wouldn't really want him in dynasty. I'd try to sell. Like you said, it's just, it's kind of replaceable. Like I, I'm with you. I need to see a running back stick in that spot. And I think Kyle Shanahan does too. So I'm totally with you. There's going to be a lot of variance. I like it. Love with the low, with the highs. People will keep on eyeing the lows though. I like it. All right. I'll go back to back here and we'll let you take it home with your last guy. Uh, this one is going to be interesting. Really interesting. Uh, Cordero <laughs> Patterson uh, was utilized at an elite level for the first time in his career this year with the Atlanta Falcons for fantasy football and in real life. He was dominant. Uh, for the Falcons offense, a true X factor. Uh, Dynasty is going to be huge for him. He's old. He's 32, and he's a free agent. What is going to happen to Cordero Patterson? If he runs it back with the Falcons, I'm back in next year. If he goes somewhere else, who knows? It could be He could be the same Cordero Patterson show on another team. Um, a team I honestly would love to see get Cordero Patterson is New England again. I think that New England mm-hmm. could use him as an offensive weapon again. And uh, really unleash him. I, I'm not too sure where I want him to go, honestly. I kind of want him to stay in Atlanta. Um, but it's going to be a really interesting situation to see where he goes. And if he does stay in Atlanta, what happens with Calvin Ridley, too? We'll, we should talk about that a little bit as well with trade rumors. Mm-hmm. I'll say that for an, another show. Actually, that's a, that's a good topic. But uh, Cordero Patterson, I mean, what are you thinking? Cordero Patterson, free agent, old, successful this year. I would be totally down to like spend a late round pick on him. Like that's kind of the point of late round picks. Normally you go with the younger guys with the upside. Look, I I think probably my biggest gloat of this fantasy season, aside from hitting on Cooper cup, not to the extent of course, but was that Cordero Patterson was going to be a thing when the Falcons released their depth chart, like the first depth chart in like, June or like you're like in, unofficially it's like Cordero Patterson's like RB2 and I'm like man he's actually gonna be a thing this year drafted him in basically all my best ball leagues I did pretty darn well and that's like basically the point so people he'll probably be in a similar situation next season if he leaves because people could assume again kind of going back to my Carter argument with the Jets people could assume that Look, he's just going to be old. He's not going to do it. He's just with the Falcons. It's a new situation. Forget about him. Obviously, a lot of it will depend on the optics of his contract. If he stays in Atlanta, still, similar thing. What's the situation going to be? Is Calvin really going to be there? Probably not. I would totally be willing to take a flyer on him, and I would also keep my eyes open for other players who could be in similar situations because Patterson, with that skill set, had a lot of opportunity too. I'll be more aware of guys who could be the next Patterson as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, obviously. I mean, every year there's always that waiver wire warrior. This year is Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson. Uh, who knows who it'll be next year? Why don't you take us home here, Zach? That's yep. been a good one, man. Uh, round us out with a guy that, I mean, I'm sure Akash is going to be perking up when he hears this name, so why don't you let her rip? I've loved DJ Moore since, like, his second year of college. He, he was just such a baller, and it pains me to see what's going on in Carolina. Like, no quarterback situation. Is Matt Rule the guy? Statistics say probably not. So 
there's going to be this, this increase of intrigue when the Panthers address the quarterback situation. Because we know, God knows that owner Dave Tepper is going to let them go into next season with Sam Darnold and Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, whoever they can find them. I'm losing my hands. I'm actually going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers next season. Yeah, who? Yeah, so like they, they I could see him drafting a quarterback. And when time that out. happens, time out. Akash said in the comments that DJ Moore is a top eight dynasty wide receiver. That is hot as hell. Yeah, it's hot. No thanks. No thanks. Keep going. Talented player, super talented. I think everyone knows he's talented. And if things are going to dip, I think the variance kind of just comes into people. It's going to be more toward like this month, next month. After that, once they do address the quarterback situation, that's where it'll go back up. But right now, people look at the season and be like, yo, like, is he like it's it's time? Like, what? This is the third, fourth season now. Is he ever gonna get over the hump of just being like more than a good receiver? I don't know. I don't know. With the right quarterback, it could be. The talent, again, it's there. That's more just what people will think. But there is going to be people, there are going to be people who are saying, look, just no more DJ Moore. Like, it's time. It's not going to happen. Especially with, like, the recent awareness. I don't know if you've been seeing like this on Twitter lately about how free agent wide receivers over the last few years have just sucked. Like, total, total, like, war zone. Whereas the rookie receivers, the guys coming into the league have been balling. Like, that could be the new norm. So, if DJ Moore does decide – like, hey, like, stick it out in Carolina, see where they got a quarterback. Then maybe, maybe he'll become more of a sell. For me, though, I still like him. Like, again, it's talent. It's just talent. The what Akash said, we buy talent so hard in Dynasty. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. Like, we just literally just talked about Michael Carter, you know? And Cordell Patterson. Yep, exactly. Like you mentioned. All right, well, that'll do it for today's show. Zach, thank you so much once again for coming on the show today, buddy. It's been an honor. I'd uh, love to have you back on again sometime. Maybe during the draft process, you big draft guy. Ooh, yeah. I, we, I am. Oh, man. I am so excited for the draft. You have no idea. I'll, yeah, man. It's, like me. it's like Christmas morning every year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. We love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We will see you back again on Monday with another episode. It's been fun, everyone. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye.